and welcome to Walk the Pod, your daily walking show where I take my podcast for a walk because I don't have a dog. My name is Rachel Wheelie, a comedian circumperambulating my coffee table in southwest London. And this is the last day of self-isolation. My NHS app tells me I have until uh, 23.59 tonight to stay in my home not even allowed out the door to do exercise. It's been quite a long week, Uh, but actually I've I've kind of enjoyed it. But what I can see out of the window is sunshine, blue sky and lots of fluffy white clouds. So I cannot wait to get out into that tomorrow. Welcome to the final self-isolation episode, hopefully, of Walk the Pod. quite a lovely idea for you today. Uh, I don't know whether you're uh, aware or familiar with Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs Triangle. I'm sure you are. Uh, Basically, it says that you need all the basics to be alive, like a roof over your head and somewhere to sleep and food and water and so on. And then once all of those basic needs are met, the next layer up is things like love and support and um, uh, status and feeling of sort of being comfortable in the world and then at the very top of the triangle and there are some more layers than that but I mean I can't remember it's a very long time since I did psychology a level is uh, something called self-actualization and that is where we start to achieve all of our creative ambitions we start to we start to actually become uh, artists perhaps or or highly qualified uh, experts who can thrive in the world and I, I have an idea about how what happens in the modern world is that you then get uh, the, 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 the way that triangle continues upwards is to go back outwards into another wide base where that self-actualization uh, causes enormous feelings of guilt and anxiety because self-actualization actually feels a lot like narcissism when you when you start to self-promote your own stuff and put your put your stuff out into the world and say look at this I made it I'm really proud of it you can feel like all you ever talk about is your own projects and I I feel like that uh talking to my family um and so on like I'm always banging on about whatever my latest project is and 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 often because I control my inputs I'm very reluctant to consume a lot of other people's stuff because I it actually confuses me it makes me feel like I should be doing what they're doing and um so I prefer not to do that but that makes me very solipsistic anyway I found a brilliant piece of uh, stuff from Heather Haverleski on exactly this point which I would like to share with you because I thought it was rather lovely she says I often think that people are too paranoid of each other these days. Everyone wants to call everyone else a narcissist when most people are just muddling through as best they can, doing the things that bring them a little joy in this crazy world. Now, if that isn't the wisest thing you've ever heard in your life, I don't know what is. I completely agree. I think if something brings you enormous joy and you like doing it, don't worry about whether you are being somewhat uh, sort of self-centred in talking about that with people. It's, um, it's completely fine. I think it's completely fine anyway. So uh, that's my little piece on uh, narcissism this morning. Now, had a had a very exciting voice message because uh, this is from a person who we have not heard from on the podcast before, although a long-time listener... Uh, This is a message on meditation and driving 
from Hannah. Hello, um, I'm walking in the park listening to your podcast and I was just thinking about walking, meditating, just listening to what's around me and um, I'm also learning to drive this week. Later on this week I learned to drive. <laughs> um, I was just wondering, I mean I don't know if you drive, I assume everybody else does because my parents tell me everyone else can drive but me. Um, is that something you can do while you're driving? Can you sort of meditate? Can you sort of just relax into it? Or am I going to be paying attention to every single thing and getting permanently stressed? <laughs> Thank you, Hannah. I love this message. I can drive. Uh, I actually learned to drive pretty late. Um, and I remember when I learned to drive, I was the only person who couldn't drive in the whole world at the time. I found it incredibly stressful. <sighs> Um, not least because my driving instructor was an insane man. Um, but they all are, all the driving instructors. That's horribly, um, that's a massively unfair thing to say. I'm sorry, I retract that immediately. All car driving instructors are not mad. Some of them are lovely. Mine was mad. Um, I have two things to say about this. One is that uh, I think to start with, you're so busy concentrating on the things you need to do to keep the car moving that you won't be able to meditate while you're driving. So that's the first thing. And I remember when I started studio directing the Today programme, when I worked for the BBC a few years ago, I remember the first few Today programmes that I was studio directing. I could only really concentrate on what was going on right now and what was going on next. There was no ability to like look beyond that or to or to see the bigger picture of what was happening in the room, I was just completely tunnel vision because I was just concentrating on the so many things that I couldn't do. <clears throat> and I feel a bit the same in my job now that I'm learning how to do. You know, it's a new job, so I can only really concentrate on the most critical things. I can't sort of take a step back and have a relaxed view of everything. But it will come. That will definitely come in time. Um, the other thing to say is I probably wouldn't recommend forming yourself into a lotus position, closing your eyes and saying om while you're speeding along the M4 at 65 miles an hour. Um, the way you can meditate when you're driving, I think, is first of all using the stops, the natural stops of driving in London particularly, as bells of mindfulness, which is what we were talking about yesterday. So every time there's a red light, use it as a reminder to do some conscious breathing. Breathing in, thinking I am breathing in, breathing out, thinking I am breathing out. Or as Leaping Lord Stephen once brilliantly put it, inhale the good shit, exhale the bullshit. You can think about it like that if you want to, with apologies to everybody for the bad language. Um, but what you can also do, I think, as well as using the stoppages as reminders to do some conscious breathing, is you can concentrate on your breath while you're driving. Because if you are, for example, driving up to Scotland... Uh, at 70 miles an hour in the slow lane of the motorway and you've just sort of put yourself there and you're going to push through all the way up to wherever you're going. Um, you can you can use it as an opportunity to sort of do some conscious breathing and, and there's not much else you can do while you're driving, right? So just just kind of concentrate on on having a sort of mindful experience of the driving that you're doing. 
that's how you can meditate when you're driving, as far as I know, and I'm not an expert. So if anybody has any thoughts on that, please get in touch. It's a beautiful day outside. I'm very sad that I can't go there and frolic on the cycle path. That's what I would really like to be doing. Uh, but I'm cooking a curry at the moment. It's, uh, I'm on my lunch break on Tuesday, the 10th of August, and um, just cooking up some beautiful, beautiful food and um, looking forward to the time at which I get released from all of this. Uh, I've also posted the gorgeous new artwork for Walk the Pod on the server, the Discord server that I now have for the Walk the Pod community, which you can join via patreon.com. And um, and it's really lovely. If you want to have a look at that, do go and check it out because it is beautiful. It's bloody beautiful potties. I can't even tell you how beautiful it is. And I would love to see uh, what you think of it. I, what else is going on? Um, yeah, I mean, not, not much really. Let me tell you about what I can see directly in front of me. That's, uh, that's always a good, good thing to do. Uh, what I can see directly in front of me is some folded up paper that my kids have made into sort of do you, remember, do you remember when you fold a piece of paper in such a way that you can then like make a game out of it? It's sort of a square, but you put your fingers into it and you sort of move, move the corners of it around in order to reveal different bits of the inside. I don't know what that's called. Anyway, it's kind of a basic origami. You make it um, out of paper, then you can play games with your friends with it where they have to pick a quadrant of this thing, whatever it's called, and, and you unfurl it and then it has some information inside. Um, I can't remember what the official term for those is. But anyway, there's loads of those around. There's a copy of Positive News magazine, which I love. Uh, Nigel of Glithia recommended that to me a while ago and, um, and I find it very, very uplifting. It's got some gorgeous articles in it uh, about... Um, five people boosting mental health in the UK, the plastic hunting pirates of Cornwall, the cleanup group for lovers of the great outdoors. It's got loads of loads of lovely stories that are very uplifting. Where the news can often be a bit of a downer, so I recommend recommend that to you. Um, what else can I see? I've got my little dusting brush here. Got a lovely goat hair brush that my dad bought me for my birthday, which I used to do kind of dusting around the house, um, which, which is, it's very, it's very calming actually. I quite enjoy walking around with my little goat hair brush, uh, brushing, dusting and everything. So I've been doing that. I, I, and I can see a couple of uh, woolen chickens, which are cushions that I have on my sofa, um, which I bought because the children missed their chickens, their real live chickens that they have at their house when they come here. So I bought these chickens for them so they could have some chickens to hug when they were at my house. It's not the same, but, you know, it was an attempt. I think when you, when you split up with somebody and when there are kids involved and you, um, you move to a new place, it can be very discombobulating indeed for the children. And what we've been attempting to do is to make that as untraumatic as possible for them. And so buying the chicken cushions was part of that endeavour. They're desperate for me to get a cat. Don't think I'm going to be able to get a cat now or in the new place for that matter, which is a bit of a shame, but, um, but you know, maybe one day, 
what else can I see? I can see a photograph of my grandfather who recently passed away holding my mum as a baby. He looks very young in this picture. Um, he would have been in his 20s, I think. And my mum, of course, is a tiny tot. That's a lovely photo that I look at a lot. And I have another photo um, series here of uh, the kids holding pigs at um, a farm that we visited last summer. So there we go. Uh, hopefully this will be the last Walk the Pod recorded in my living room, walking around my coffee table. Do send me a voice note of your real life walk. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Go to rachelwheelieisfunny.com and press the button marked message to leave me 59 seconds of your beautiful voice. If you want to join the little corner of the internet on the Walk the Pod Discord server, go to patreon.com forward slash Rachel Wheelie is funny. Uh, I've been trying to think a bit about what Patreon means to me in order to explain what it is. And uh, all I can really tell you is that I think that podcasting and audio is beautiful. It's a magical thing. I've been obsessed with uh, spoken words since I was about, well, zero. I, I grew up in a house that had Radio 4 on in multiple rooms all the time. I went to student radio at university. I ended up working for commercial radio and then the BBC and now podcasting. And so, you know, this is like my whole life has been about spoken word as as massively superior to all other forms of content, in my view. And Patreon is uh, the platform that allows me to create this podcast for you and keep it free for everyone who likes to listen to it. So if you would like to join me on this this mission to get uh, Walk the Pod out there to more people and to get more people away from their desks at lunchtime, to relax and unwind from uh, a day that is filling them with stress and anxiety, go to patreon.com forward slash Rachel Wheelie is funny and join the Walk the Pod walking club. I will be back tomorrow with episode three of series 18, Walk the Pod, at which I will be on the cycle path. I cannot tell you how excited I am about that. I'm sure you can imagine. And, uh, and I look forward enormously to speaking to you then. So be kind to yourself in the meantime, and I'll speak to you tomorrow. <laughs>